This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate, so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K through 12th grade curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. If you want to bring IXL to your school, you can learn more at IXL.com backslash B-E. That's IXL.com backslash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, activity periods, RTI, therapy, and teacher appointments, and much more. With its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com backslash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's myflexlearning.com backslash BE. This is Dr. Karen, and this is the Are They 18 Yet podcast, where I help parents raise independent, self-sufficient kids without sacrificing their own identity and sense of purpose. I'm here to share practical day-to-day solutions for raising kind, successful, well-adjusted human beings, and actionable advice for supporting systemic changes so we can make this world a more inclusive, accepting place now and for future generations. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Karen and welcome to episode 24 of the Are They 18 Yet podcast. I am here to share practical day-to-day advice for parents, educators, and therapists who want to help the kids in their lives grow up to be kind, compassionate, successful adults. In this episode, I'm really excited to share my interview that I did with Drew Vernon from a company called Tony's. So I know that as a parent, as a therapist, anybody who's working with kids loves to have great tools at their disposal, especially when it comes to toys. I, as a school speech pathologist, always got questions from parents about, okay, what can I be doing with my child at home? And a question that I got a lot was, what apps can I use to help my child develop language skills, develop reading skills, and all of those things? And my answer to that question was usually, well, if you want to develop your child's language skills and your child's cognitive skills... That's not going to happen with an app, but I get where these parents are coming from because a lot of times what they're really saying is, okay, I'm busy and I want a way that I can help my child develop the skills that they need to develop, but still be able to manage it in my day-to-day life. Now, 
Of course, the best way to be helping your child learn to read and tell stories and develop language, obviously the pie in the sky best type of thing you can be doing is reading with your child, sitting there on the couch with them, reading, discussing the story and going back and forth and talking about the different words and characters and all of those things. So obviously we should be doing those things with with our kids. And most parents know that at any age that you should be doing those types of things with your child. But especially if you have a young child, it can be challenging to find the energy and the time to do that all day, every day. So a lot of parents love to have good toys at their disposal that they can provide their kids that help them to be independent. So for example, if they want to just you know, have their child playing in the room and they're making dinner in the kitchen, for example. They want their child to be able to play independently. And a lot of people will go to something like an app. The problem with that is that you are putting a screen in front of your child. The interesting thing about that is that I don't know if if you're aware, but I remember there was some interview with Steve Jobs and he said something like, you know, somebody asked him, oh, what what phone do your kids have or what apps do your kids like to use on their iPhone? And his response was, well, they don't have one. I don't give my <laughs> my kids screens and apps. These are more for adults because we do know that a lot of screen time can have an impact on cognitive development. And it's really not recommended for for very young kids that are younger than three, or honestly, even a little bit older than that. So that's why I'm very excited to talk about Tony's with Drew, because they give parents, teachers, educators, therapists, another option that has some of the same features that devices do so that plays a story or allows kids to record a story or listen to a story but doesn't have a screen yet at the same time still has an interactive component that is very engaging but before we get started i wanted to remind you about the time tracking journal so the time tracking journal is a tool that you can use as a parent to help your kids stay organized and focused with specific tasks that might be either difficult to them or just a non-preferred task. Something like homework, something like doing their chores or just cleaning up after themselves. Things that you can usually afford to be a little more lax with over the summer, but not so much in the fall when you're back at school. So the time tracking journal just walks you through a strategy that you can use to help teach your kids the self-talk that they need to keep themselves on track and focused and also to be able to look at a task and figure out what the end looks like. What does finished look like and how do I get there? A lot of times when kids are procrastinating with things that you want them to do and they just don't seem motivated to do, it's because they don't have a strategy and they aren't really sure where to get started. And as a result, they're getting overwhelmed. So with the time tracking journal, I will show you how to walk your kids through this, coach them through it so that they can be more independent which, of course, is going to make things easier for you in the long run. 
So to grab the time tracking journal, all you need to do is go to drkarendudekbrannon.com backslash time journal, and you'll be able to sign up. Again, that's drkarendudekbrannon.com backslash time journal. So now please enjoy this interview with Drew Vernon. Today, I am joined by Drew Vernon from Tony. So first of all, thank you so much for being here with me today. Yeah, thanks, Karen. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So why don't we start off with having you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name is Drew Vernon. Uh, I work for Tony's, uh, which is a screen-free speaker for kids. Prior to Tony's, I worked at Lego on the preschool business, and uh, I, I kind of just gained a love for toys and making kids happy and, and uh, really just uh, helping children learn through play. I'm sure you'll have a lot of interesting things to share. So I'm just curious, We why don't we start with Tony's? Can you share a little bit about what that is? Yes, of course. So Tony's is a toy company. It was started over in Germany about five or six years ago by a couple of dads. They met on the board of a preschool. And uh, one of the things that they noticed is that their children's teacher was using a CD player in the classroom to play different songs and stories. And they thought, you know, well, uh, CD players uh, have been around at this point for 30 years. Uh, the CDs, you know, scratch, they break. Uh, but most importantly, young kids uh, can't operate them without uh, parental or teacher supervision. So they set out to create something better. Uh, they created Tony Box, which is a smart speaker for kids that uh, young kids as young as three or younger can operate on their own. It's figure based. So you place a figure on top of the Tony Box. It's magnetic. It'll stay on there and it will play whatever it's programmed to play. So uh, it could be the, a childhood story, uh, one of your storybook favorite favorites. Uh, it could be songs. Um, we have different Disney Tonys, things like that. In a learning environment, we also uh, use the creative Tonys, which are the, the ones that come blank. And parents or teachers can actually put on their own audio content uh, to create kind of like an automatic uh, learning curriculum for their children. So basically, it's it's a box, and then there are little little figures. Which, and I mean, are they little animals and characters that they put on top of the box to make it play? Yeah, so they're they're kind of all different uh, shapes. Some of them are animals. Uh, we have you know some of the storybook favorites like Peter Rabbit or the Julia Donaldson uh, characters like the Gruffalo. Uh, we do have, you know, Disney princesses, Pixar characters, Peppa Pig, coming out with Sesame Street, uh, Elmo, Cookie Monster, things like that. So all the popular, or not all of them, but a lot of popular stories that you could normally read to your child, they have a, a Tony character and you can put it on the speaker and then it'll play different stories and things like that. And you said you can also record your own as well. Uh, yeah, so it's got an RFID chip. So when you place it on the box, it'll play whatever it's programmed to play. And uh, in the case of the Creative Tonys, it, it's basically just kind of like an empty figure where you can put on up to 90 minutes of your own content. Okay, so you explained a little bit about how you came up with this or, or at least how it originated. But I'm curious because a lot of parents will do so, sort of the same thing where they will instead of reading 
a book to their child. Maybe they'll give them a tablet, a phone or something like that. And that can accomplish the recording that can accomplish playing a story. So what would you say when you're comparing what a Tony does to a device, what would you say are the benefits of using something like a Tony as opposed to tablet phone or some of those other options that we have today? Yeah, I would say it's a couple of things. Number one, it is screen free. It's designed in a way that a a child can use the Tony box without adult supervision. Uh, So the playback is very simple and it's very tactile. So the child can, you know, hit the side of the box to advance to the next track. They can tilt it at a 45 degree angle uh, to fast forward or rewind. And then they can pause the Tony or stop the Tony just by taking it off of, of the top of the box. So by removing the screen, you, you don't have those concerns uh, of, you know, uh, I, I don't know the technical terms. I, you know, I, I call it like zombie kid. Uh, right, my kid, yeah. uh, they, you know, they turn into zombies when they've had too much screen time. And I'm really a, a big proponent of removing that, not just because of kind of staring at the blue light, but also in kind of removing the visual stimulus. And mm-hmm. when you listen to a story without a visual stimulus, it, it puts that creative responsibility on the listener and it helps them imagine it in their own minds, which is actually uh, helping to build their creative muscle. So that's uh, a big plus for me. And then the second one that I kind of mentioned is just keeping it very tactile. So uh, a lot of young children are very kind of tactile learners. So to be able to to hold on to a figure, to put it on, to see what the, the cause and effect, the response is to hit the side of the box. It's more than just a listening experience because of the touch element. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely, I know that when I have seen, and I, I totally get it because I know that when you're tired and you, you know, you have multiple kids and you're trying to sit down and make dinner or something like that. And just, you know, uh, give your your child something that they can do it's easy to hand them a tablet or something like that but as you mentioned there is there's the blue light which affects their sleep there is the screen time which affects their neurological development so i can definitely see how that would be a preferable option in many situations and then yeah, yeah. it's very easy <laughs> to give a child a device but it's very hard to take one away uh, so mm-hmm. I know my yeah. kids, you know, yeah. you, you let them borrow your smartphone or your tablet or whatever, uh, and that's all fine and good in, until it's time to be done. And that's kind of where you see the, the meltdown, uh, the Tony box that prevents that from happening because, you know, number one, it's screen free, and then it's easier to kind of finish story time uh, and move on to the next activity. Yeah. And I could see how, so I, I know that sometimes as you mentioned that it is hard to put a screen down because, and and I think part of this is it is literally designed to be addictive. It's easy to go down a YouTube rabbit hole, even if it's a kid friendly channel or something like that. And then they don't want to, they don't want to give it back. And I know that a lot of the, a lot of the kids that some of my listeners might be working with, if they have ADHD or autism or something like that, then that is something that just the transition between activities can definitely be difficult. So with the Tony, is there a clear, okay, now the story is over where there's that transition? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So the, 
the duration varies by Tony figure. Most of the Tony figures are between, I would say, like 25 and 45 minutes total. Depending on the Tony, that could be a combination of songs uh, or it could be, you know, short stories. But there's always kind of the the, the natural break uh, where the mm-hmm. story or the piece of content ends uh, where you either choose to, you know, uh, select a different Tony or to move on to a different activity. But to your, to your point about uh, children with special needs, uh, we hear a lot from parents and teachers alike that uh, are using the Tony Box in classrooms and in homes. And it, it's been a, a great learning tool uh, to be able to kind of separate the, the stimulus. Again, uh, mm-hmm. when you isolate the, the sound, it allows for a greater concentration and, and focus uh, for the learner. Yeah, that's definitely so a lot of and again, a lot of the populations I mentioned, one of the things that is a struggle for them is just visualizing. So taking language and visualizing. So I could see how that would be something that could help them to focus on using that internal picture, which, you know, again, you when you're reading, you want to be creating a picture in your mind of that scene or that story. So if it's not created for you and you have to do it on your own, it definitely, like you said, it flexes the muscle. So do you, do you have kids? Do you use these with your kids? I do. Yeah. I've got three kids. Uh, they range in age from 11 to five. And, you know, most of the the Tonys that we've launched in the U S so we're a few years behind uh, our friends in Germany and the UK, but you know, we have about 50 or 60 characters at this point. Uh, most of the content is focused more towards the preschool ages. Uh, mm-hmm. That's expanding. We're, we're starting to, to get into uh, content for the older kids. But my older kids, the one who's eight and the one who's 11, they really lean towards the creative Tony. I really love to do an exercise with them where, you know, I, I learned this the hard way. When I came to Tony's, I thought, this is great. You know, my kids are going to go on and have a great time with the creative Tony. I, I told them to go write a story or, or a song and they went and they made, you know, a few weird noises and they came back to me in like five minutes and they were bored again and they started kicking each other. And I was like, okay, there's more to it than just giving somebody the creative Tony or there's yeah. more to, to just giving someone a blank canvas. And so I learned that if I gave them a creative prompt or I gave them some sort of parameters that they would actually be engaged for longer and they would have a more educational experience. So instead of just telling them to go use the creative Tony. I told them to go write a song about worms. And I said, it has to be at least four verses and it has to rhyme. So I gave them a few creative parameters. You know, they went off in the corner for 45 minutes and they, you know, did everything with within those parameters and they came back and they recorded on a creative Tony. And now they have it, you know, to keep and, and uh, listen to forever. So that's really taught me something uh, as a dad, uh, just in terms of using a tool like creative Tony or any kind of blank canvas and supplementing it by by giving like a creative prompt. So that's been a, a great learning experience for me. Yeah, I think sometimes it's it can be overwhelming. Like you said, the blank canvas, where do I start? And if you give them a little bit of a prompt and some kids need more structure than others, but, but yeah, that makes a big difference. So, and the creative Tony is, there's the Tonys that have a story that's already pre-programmed so you put the the tony which is the the toy or the figure on the box and it plays but with the creative tony it doesn't have anything and they're recording their own song story or whatever it is and that's the one that you were just talking about right now exactly yeah so we call the 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 first uh, we call those content tonys Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you were to buy those those you know put you place them on the box the first time you use it 
it will use uh, Wi-Fi uh, to download the content onto the, the box itself. It then becomes kind of a completely disconnect, uh, a disconnectable experience. So you can take it in the car, you can take it to a friend's house, you can have that uh, always ready to go. For the Creative Tonys, uh, there is an, a free app that you can use. So you can either do it you know, with the Tony right next to you, or we actually see a lot of people who are uh, uploading content through the cloud from anywhere in the world. So like, let's say grandma or grandpa lives across the country. They can read a favorite bedtime story uh, to their grandchild from their phone. And within a matter of you know, five, 10 seconds, they can put that content onto the Tony for the next time that it's placed on the box. Okay. So the person could record it on their phone, send it through the cloud, and then you could put it onto your, your Tony through your Tony box? Exactly. So whoever has the Tony would then be able to have the playback experience. I bet that came in handy this past year with people not being able to be as connected as they wanted to be. Yeah, with the pandemic, it, we've really seen a lot of interest in, in the Tony box we've just launched in the U.S. Uh, within the last year. Uh, but we saw it here. Uh, we saw it over in Europe where a lot of uh, people were staying close and connected to their loved ones through personalized messages and through reading stories to each other. Yeah, I, I could definitely see how that was an additional tool for for people just to connect. What your so your older children, you said that your eight year old and your 11 year old really like the creative Tonys. What about your your younger child? Uh, yeah, she's five now. So okay. she, uh, yeah, she uh, loves Tony's and the best kind of place for her I found was actually on the way to preschool. So, you know, in the car, it was a 15 minute ride. I give her a Tony box. Sometimes she would just use it uh, right there. Sometimes she would plug in the headphones. It's got a standard headphone jack. So sometimes she would prefer to, to listen to it and not have me here. Uh, but, you know, she would just cycle through, you know, she had a phase where she was listening to Lion King every day for like two weeks. And then switched to, you know, Elsa. Then she switched to, you know, some of the storybook characters. But uh, she will sit and kind of listen to a, a narrative story. Mm -hmm. um, whereas the older kids, you know, they'll do a little bit of that too with some of the older uh, content. Um, but uh, they they tend to prefer the creative Tonys. Yeah, yeah. I can, it's interesting because if you talk to any parent of young children, they always have a story, a a book, a movie that they like to watch on repeat. And I know sometimes it drives the parents crazy. So I could see how this would be an additional way that they could just do it independently. And I, I know it's interesting. I was actually looking up some information about, you know, just, just planning different activities for kids, particularly for some of the speech pathologists that I mentor who are wanting to plan different therapy sessions for kids that build language. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of people feel like they have to add all this novelty to the activities that they're giving their kids, which mm -hmm. is great in certain situations. You shouldn't just let them do the same thing over and over again all the time and never encourage them to venture out and do other things, but also just from an element of just, I think, cognitive fatigue, where when you're tired, you want to listen to something familiar. It's why I like to go and binge watch The Office or something like that <laughs> after a busy day. And I think a lot of adults like to do that as well. So it seems like this could even be something that could be a calming experience for kids. I know that some of 
my students who are autistic, they have something where they like to they like to do an activity repetitive over and over mm-hmm. again that's familiar, that's very regulating to them. So do you notice that people are using it for that purpose? Or do you notice that your kids use it in that way as kind of a comfort? Yeah, I would say so. Um, it's really, you know, a child's first listening device or first kind of portal into the world, I think, because depending on how much kind of screen time you give them, mm-hmm. like this is a totally, you know, kid safe environment where they're not getting onto the internet. They're not accessing, you know, different types of content other than what's programmed on the Tony. Uh, and whatever the nature of the content is kind of guides the experience. So, you know, we did just partner with Go Noodle on a mindfulness, Tony, where we have different kind of mindfulness exercises that, you know, that's very popular in classrooms, especially as the kids come in from recess, they need a reset uh, and they go through, you know, a three or five minute uh, mindfulness exercise. Uh, but even with the, the traditional kind of story Tonys, it's, it's also a very calming exercise as well, because you can just sit and listen to the story and, you know, close your eyes or, or just kind of sit there very calmly. And so that's kind of uh, what most of most young children do when they put a content Tony on the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the aspect of the content being curated or I hate to use the word limited, but When you give a child a device that has access to the internet, obviously teaching them to be responsible with the internet is one thing that is a valuable lesson. But here, I like that there are some parameters around it where you can allow them to be independent, but at the same time, not have to worry about some of the things that you'd have to worry about with with other apps and things like that. Or, I mean, even adults with, with certain technology, it's so easy to look at your phone and say, I'm just going to check my calendar and then, you know, get stuck down some other rabbit hole. So I could see here where there are limited options that act, that could actually be beneficial for, for kids as well. Yeah. I found that that's uh, what helps breed creativity is sometimes having limited options, like mm-hmm. because you're forced to, to work within your constraints and you're forced to kind of use what you have at your disposal. So, um, and the safety piece as well, having, I call it kind of like a walled garden uh, where it's not just like a free exploration, but it's a somewhat kind of controlled exploration, which as a parent, I really appreciate. Yeah. I think that people don't always appreciate boundaries and constraints as much as they, they could. Whereas if you, for example, only have a pencil and a paper and that's all you have to entertain yourself, well, then sometimes you can figure that out. But if you have all these different options, it it almost gets overwhelming. I think today we're kind of overwhelmed with options and having that, having some bumpers, so some creativity, but also some bumpers, I think can be a good thing. So if somebody wanted to check these out and just get started, what would be the first step? Yeah, so I would say, you know, you can find us in a variety of different places. Uh, We have our own website, tonies.com. It's T-O-N-I-E-S.com. Also available on Amazon, Target.com, and in about 400 uh, independent toy retailers across the country. So if you have a local toy store, you can uh, take a look and see if Tony's is there. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's probably the best way to get started. Okay, great. So for we've talked a little bit about how parents can use this for day-to-day things, like you mentioned driving in the car, or even just some of the things that you 
have done with your your older kids. What about like what kind of feedback are you getting from people who are using it in classrooms? Yeah, so we uh, launched uh, an initiative last year called Tony's for Teachers, where we are teaming up with teachers across the country to put these in classrooms. And we're finding that a lot of these teachers will be using them for circle time activities or stations Mm -hmm. or centers. Um, Some schools call them different things. But the idea is that it becomes an extension of the teacher because you can pre-program a lesson, you can pre-program a story, anything that you want uh, the child to do. You know, if you're breaking up the group into, you know, different, you know, stations, then you can say, you know, go into this corner and that, you know, three or four kids are going to go through a coloring activity or a craft or something like that. And if you have that pre-programmed, then all you have to do is say, you know, go onto the corner and put the Tony on the Tony box. It's going to guide you through your next activity. So that's one use. It's also used for kind of the routine activities like cleanup. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put it into a cleanup song, you know, listen to the, the Tony while everybody cleans up. Or things like that. So um, we're also seeing daycares using them as well, uh, or after-school programs, just because uh, again, it's you know a great way to entertain and educate kids. Mm-hmm. So is there? I know I was looking around on your website. Do you have? There was something about a read your child challenge. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I'm really excited. Uh, we just announced our partnership with Lavar Burton. Uh, he was a childhood hero of mine. I grew up watching him on Reading Rainbow. Some people know him from Star Trek. Uh, he recently uh, guest hosted Jeopardy. Uh, he's really built a lot of his career around promoting a love of storytelling. And uh, I thought he'd be a great kind of brand ambassador for us. So we just launched our partnership with him, along with the Read to Your Child Challenge, where we're asking parents to uh, take time out of their day to read to their child and post it on uh, social media, uh, encouraging their friends to do the same. And uh, we're actually having a contest where LeVar is going to show up at somebody's school uh, somewhere in the country, and he's going to read his book, uh, which is called The Rhino Who Swallowed the Storm. Uh, and we're going to make a, a Tony Box donation uh, to the school as well. So uh, super excited about that initiative. Uh, and then next month, we're actually launching the LeVar Burton Tony which again has his book as well as some additional content designed uh, to help promote social and emotional uh, wellness among children. So basically they just need to, how, like, how does the challenge work? How would, how would one go about participating in that? So uh, the full contest rules are on our website and on our Instagram handle at tonys.us. Basically you just have to record and post a video of yourself reading to your child and then I think you have to follow uh, Tony's and follow LeVar, and that counts as your uh, submission into the contest. So a lot of the students that I work with, that a lot of my my SLP listeners work with, or even that you know, parents, they might be working with some of these things with their children where they might feel like they're not exactly sure how to teach their kids the structure of a story or you you mentioned giving a creative prompt but what have you done as a parent that's helped your your kids be able to understand how to tell a good story for something like a creative tony so i learned about a man named joseph campbell he came up with the concept of the hero's journey and i think he had you know 
uh, a lot of different steps as part of that. I think there was something like 15 or 17 steps to the hero's journey. And it's something that you see that plays out in all of, you know, the most famous stories like, you know, The Wizard of Oz, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Basically what it boils down to, if you simplify those 17 steps down to three steps, it's that there is a hero who has an obstacle to overcome in order to get to a reward or a treasure. And most of the stories that we listen to follow that format. And so with a lot of our content, Tony's, that's what the children are listening to, whether it's, you know, Elsa um, having to figure out her magical powers in order to reunite with her sister. That's, you know, a hero overcoming a challenge to get to a reward. We give children these stories, whether they're Disney or, you know, a storybook, you know, whatever that may be. My goal is to give children dozens or hundreds of those stories as reference points, because what children do is they absorb those they start to see how to overcome problems. They start to see how to think through difficult situations. And ultimately the goal for me is to take that listening experience or that content experience, which I, I think is, is a more passive experience and take it into a more active experience where you learn how to be the hero of your own story. And that allows you to become the author or the creator of your own content. And so I, I see that kind of continuum going from our content Tonys to our creative Tonys where we're removing the narrative that's preset and we're allowing you to use the tools that you've learned in order to create your own narrative. So have you seen, for example, with your kids that they've been able to model the, the different structures of stories and the way that they're told when they let's say that they've been listening to a certain story and then they go and use the creative Tony, have they been able to model that and come up with their own hero's journey? Yeah, absolutely. So I had the, the fortunate circumstance uh, of being at home with my five-year-old. She was four at the time, but with COVID, her preschool was shut down for uh, over two months. And so I was uh, working from home. I was with her uh, every morning. And so I actually started a podcast with her called childhood where uh, we just talk about stories and I've taught her this model of hero obstacle reward and now that you know we've recorded 30 or 40 episodes where we're just telling stories uh, every time she's become like a natural oral storyteller and I'm fascinated by her because I can give her a prompt or I can give her a character and she can tell me a three or four or five minute story based on a very simple prompt. And it's because we've practiced and it's because mm -hmm. she's learned how to use that framework. And so, you know, sometimes we, we record it on a creative Tony, sometimes we don't. And usually it's just through the course of the podcast episode, but I'm just really fascinated with what she's been able to do uh, just through practice uh, following that model. And this is when she's, she's was four five or so. Yeah, she's five now. Um, but uh, yeah, we started when she was four and, and she's becoming like a really, uh, you know, natural storyteller. And uh, I take some credit for it, but I, I, I really just think she needed the practice. And, and once you teach a child, in this case, my daughter, the framework, and you give them opportunities to express their creativity, they'll naturally become better at being creative. Yeah, I think that's the piece that's missing with a lot of and not necessarily books per se, but but some of the the toys and apps where it is easier to be passive. And yes, you can interact, but when it's interacting via a message or 
a like or whatever, whatever other thing, I don't know, an emoji, <laughs> it's, you're not necessarily having to use language and use your, um, even just use your thoughts to create your own ideas, I guess, or, or to make your own story. So that active element is missing in a lot of toys today. And it, it I mean, maybe it was a little different I don't know, 10, even 10, 20 years ago. I mean, do you feel like it's the way that toys, the way that we use toys has changed since even just the last five to 10 years? I think that there are basic play patterns that are very old. Like the way that we interact with with things and with stimulus is very much the same. What I've seen in the toy industry, and you know, I've gone to you know, toy fair uh, for the last few years where I will spend hours just walking up and down the aisles to see everything, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of, of manufacturers. And by and large, it's all cheap stuff that's meant to entertain a child for a very short period of time before mm-hmm. they on to the next thing. Yeah. And so I think what's missing because, you know, every parent, you know, I try to, you know, get parents interested in, in toys, you know, back when I was at Lego and, and now Tony's the parents want something that has an extended play value that their child won't get sick of. And I think the element to that is that it has to be progressive and it has to be continually challenging to the child. So if it's yeah. something that's, that's whimsical or, or, you know, overly simple, I, I think they'll move on from that experience after a short period of time. But where, you know, something like Tony's or, or Lego or, you know, other brands do it right is when they uh, allow the child to improve over time and manifest different expressions of the play pattern that, that, that the toy provides. Yeah. I mean, even something like Lego is pretty timeless. I remember getting out my husband, getting out his box of Legos that was still in our attic and showing it to my stepdaughter and you know, trying to get her interested. He and then, you know, buying other Lego stuff that was supposedly for her, but I feel like maybe it was for him a little bit too. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Lego's a great toy. You know, I always during my time there and that well before actually as a kid and, and even now I, I see Lego as it's a medium. And if you see it as a medium rather than just a, a predefined toy, I think uh, it has a greater appeal. And that's what one of my criticisms, I guess, if I had one about Lego, is that most of the Lego sets that they sell are predetermined instructions where you follow step by step by step to a, a, a predetermined outcome. And that's the one type of play pattern. Um, but I think with our kids, it's really beneficial to uh, promote you know, different types of expression where they are able to, to freeform and to guide them through that process where they're not just, you know, dumping out a box of bricks and, and making, you know, something abstract, but showing them what the method of building is in the case of Lego in order for them to get better over time and become, you know, a master in building. So the master builder, like they say in the Lego movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's the goal, I think. And master builder or, or master storyteller. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what creativity allows you to do is to progress over time. And whatever you're pursuing, it's that discipline that leads to mastery that really becomes a fulfilling and rewarding exercise. Yeah. I think that resilience and persistence is sometimes missing when you have 
something that is just immediate gratification or you're done with whatever the task is in 10 minutes. It's not necessarily, or even shorter than 10 minutes, honestly. What were your favorite toys growing up? Aside from, obviously, we've talked about Legos. My favorite toy uh, when I was a young, young child was was actually a stuffed animal. And he was uh, he was called a Wuzzle. Uh, he was, uh, uh, there was a TV show, I think, back in the 80s called The Wuzzles. And mm-hmm. he was a he was, his species was called a rhinoke. Uh, he was half rhinoceros, half monkey, and probably using the only verbal skills I had at the time, I named him Duh. And I still have him. And, and I recently kind of rediscovered him in a box or something. And I, I think why I resonated with him is because he was like, he was a hybrid. He was like a mashup where he wasn't completely one thing but he was a combination of multiple things. And I think that's where creativity really sees. I I see opportunity in mixing like two or more things together. And I think that's kind of how I've always been as a person. And that's probably why I resonated with my rhino key when I was, you know, two, three years old. I like that whole idea of being able to make something different from that isn't exactly, you know, scripted or, you know, following an exact pattern, which I think the patterns are helpful. Like you said, with with Legos, they do have some of those those kits where you can make the yeah you you have to just follow the instructions. But it's nice when you can go off track as well and come up with your own thing. It seemed like a lot of times, you know, we would joke around where you know parents will spend all this money on some toy, and then the kids are making a an airplane out of the box that the toy came in and they were having more fun with the box than the toy. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you don't know like what's going to be uh, the spark that ignites a child's curiosity. Yeah, I think that's the case with a lot of my, uh, you know, and again, a lot of the people who are working with kids, there's, I think, a lot of pressure for, so for the therapist that that might be listening where it's, oh, I have to have this this session for my kids planned out and I have to know what's going to happen, but you just never really know where the child is going to take that session or where what they're going to be interested in. So I think just we, we kind of lose our creative side sometimes when we get older and it's, um, I think, important to to just be open to that. And same with parents as well. I think sometimes we forget I know I have, it's like, I forget how to play. I don't know how to just sit there and be silly and, you know, pretend that the imaginative play part. I think that that's, that's something that I feel like I've lost as an adult that is so important to, to cognitive development for kids as they're growing up. Right. And and I think in that sense, that's something that we can learn from our kids. Um, So uh, as I've become kind of more thoughtful about this uh, working in the toy industry, uh, I really try to uh, let go of of the need to guide my children to uh, a particular destination. You know, I'm there to keep them safe, to give them guidelines and, and boundaries. But I think children naturally are curious and they naturally are more imaginative. And it's only through the process of rigidity and growing up that they lose that. And so my goal for my kids is to try not to get in their way too much as they explore what's natural for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's easy to be, 
to hover and and just be there too much. And instead of, you know, like you said, you're just, you know, you're there guiding, but you're not necessarily always directing 100% of the time. I think this is a good place to wrap up. But before we do that, do you have anything else that you wanted to share relating to Tony's as far as just, you know, helping people get started? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I would like to uh, to do a giveaway for your listeners. Uh, we're offering a free Tony box and, and some Tony figures uh, to somebody who's listening to the episode. And if uh, I can work with you to, uh, to determine who that is and, and send that out to them, I'd love to um, make it a little easier for, for one of your listeners to, to get started. Before we wrap up, is there where can people go to find out more out about you and what you do and to connect with you? Yeah, so anybody who's interested in uh, reaching out to me can do so uh, through Tony's. Uh, my email is drew.vernon at tonys.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, for more information on Tony's, uh, T-O-N-I-E-S.com. Uh, if you're an educator, uh, we do have a great Tony's for Teachers program. And then the last thing that I like to mention is we actually have a very active Facebook community of parents and teachers uh, it's not run by me or anyone at the company. It's called Tony Box USA. And it's essentially uh, just people sharing ideas of how they use Tony's either in the home or the classroom. And uh, it's really fun to watch uh, and see what people come up with. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for being here with me today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody, before we wrap up, I had a couple quick calls to action for this day's episode. So first, if you know any parents who you think would really love to check out Tony Boxes, then definitely share this episode with them, share it on your social media, or even just text the episode link to them. Second, Drew mentioned that he is going to be doing a giveaway. So he is going to be offering a free Tony box to one of my listeners. And also that will come with several Tonys. So basically the Tonys are the little characters that go on top of the Tony that play the story. So in order to be eligible to win a free Tony, what I am asking my listeners to do is just leave us a review on Apple. So all you need to do is just type in, are they 18 yet? When you search an Apple podcasts, and then you're going to click on the ratings and reviews tab, and then you're just going to leave us a review there. So I'll be checking out all of the reviews that come in after this episode. So if your name is on there, I will enter you in the raffle to be eligible for a free Tony box. And then you'll just want to keep your eyes on your inbox and make sure that you're subscribed to my newsletter because I will be announcing the winner of the raffle after the reviews come up. So all you need to do is just leave us a review on Apple. So you're just going to review, are they 18 yet on Apple? And you'll be eligible for the giveaway. As always, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you in episode 25.
Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments without just teaching to the test? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com backslash BE to learn how IXL's research-based teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com backslash BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into the master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com backslash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com backslash BE.